Graham Nicholas. You stumped me there. <laughs> Nigel Spackman. I played with some big names in my time. Graham Nico Nicholas. He won the Bracknell District League Division 2. Nigel Spacker Spackman. Shooting from the hip. It's the lip. <laughs> Graham Nicholas and Nigel Spackman. Shooting from the lip. Well, my name's Graham Nicholas, but first and foremost, I think we ought to introduce you because uh, people may forget you did play a bit of football, Nigel Spackman, Spackers. Actually, okay. I have to be quite serious here. Yeah. Go and say, <laughs> I started at Bournemouth when I first went there, the old fourth division as it was, yeah. got promotion to the old third division. Yeah. Then um, I got uh, transferred to Chelsea, the great Chelsea of today, who were then in the old second division. Yep. Got promotion the first season into the first division first game of the season away at Highbury unbelievable what you went from the second division to the first division did you yeah well, good first believe season. I wouldn't have imagined I wouldn't have thought that you know absolutely right along with Ker- in that time Kerry Dixon was there Pat Nevin was there Eddie Nizveski David Speedy I remember mate oh, I was reporting fan. on yeah, you yeah you were reporting on us mm. and great great team that was thrown together by John Neal and Ian McNeil and we got promoted and then a, a couple more seasons in the um Old First Division, then got transferred to Liverpool. Kenny Dalglish signed Not a bad club to go to. Um, amazing club, Liverpool. Uh, great to see that they're doing so well again. Uh, last season was amazing. Went to a lot of the games, doing the hospitality and doing some of the TV up there. Brilliant. Um, and then left there and went to QPR for a short time. Trevor Francis signed me at QPR. Had a good time there alongside Peter Reid and David Seaman was actually in goal at that time and Paul Parker. We had a good time there. And then I went to the great Glasgow Rangers. Had a wonderful time there. Uh, was part of the nine in a row uh, in Scottish football. Three of them, I, three uh, championships I won there and a, and a double as well. Uh, or two doubles, I should say. Great there with Terry Butcher and Chris Woods and Gary Stevens, Trevor Stevens, yeah, Mark Waters, Mark players, Haley, great Ali McCoy, Super Ali, Mo Johnson. Great time. And then left there and went back to Chelsea, yeah. um, who was under the late... Uh, Ian Porterfield at the time, but Ken Bates was really the one who who brought me back. Um, yeah. And obviously Dennis Wise was there then. Andy Townsend was there before he went off to Villa. Uh, Mick Harford, who's done so well yeah. at Luton this season. No, Mick very um, well. Uh, and then left uh, Chelsea and went in to be the assistant player manager to Howard Kendall, the late, great Howard Kendall at Sheffield United. Yep. Isn't Howard. it great? Sheffield United in the Premier League. And oh. later on in the programme, we've got an exclusive interview with Chrissy Wilder. It really is walk on the Wilder side. It really is. He's fantastic. Well, he's done brilliant, Chris. You know, he's a, a Blades fan as well. Yeah. You know, a greasy chip butty to him. But, uh, you know, it's an amazing job. And it's great to see another English manager in the Premier League and really I'm sure in that interview with Chris he'd say well the only way I was going to get to manage in the Premier League was to take a club up and he's done that with Sheffield United if he keeps them up it'll be absolutely amazing it will be well there were seven English managers then but there's eight now because Stevie Bruce has just got the job at uh, Newcastle which is wonderful on iTunes Spotify and everywhere this is Shooting from the Lift we're not just going to have you on this show because you think you're the celebrity. We're going to have a celebrity every week talking about these sports. Absolutely, that's what it's all about, bringing some people that we know, you know ex-teammates of mine from those many clubs I've played for. Um, and for you, you might know a couple of people having been a journalist, but maybe a lot of people don't want to talk to you having been a journalist, Nico. Oh, well, I've interviewed quite a few big ones in my time, big personalities. Yes, I, I'm sure I can attract a few over. Yeah, I played with some big names in my time as well. Alexei Mikhailichenko, that's a big name, isn't it? It is. <laughs> You've stumped me there. 
shut him up, didn't it? A sports podcast like no other. This is Shooting from the Lip. I listen. We've got a lot in common. No. Yeah, I've got a League and Cup double. Have you? As well. Did you say you had two? Yeah. Oh, no, I've got a League and Cup double. 1976. Oh, before I was born. Pubside, Victoria Wanderers. <laughs> we won the Bratnell and District League Division 2. Yeah, and wow. I scored the goals that got us the title. And that year, we won the Spectus Cup. The Spectus Cup? Yeah, League and Cup winners. So, like oh. you... People might not know, but I've been a sports writer for 46 years, covered sport at all levels, done Formula One, interviewed the likes of Ayrton Senna, Michael Schumacher, Nigel Mansell, Sir Alex Ferguson. Well, was he a racing driver as well then? George Best. (laughs) Don't be silly. Um, So I've interviewed all those. Um, Can I just say, my football probably pedigree isn't as long as yours, but did you ever score at Highbury? Did I score at Highbury? I scored against the Arsenal, but yeah. I don't think I scored it at Highbury, oh, no. I did at the clock end. Did you? In the press game. I, I, I heard that you hit the clock rather than hit the goals. No, no, right, no, no. Trevor Brookin put me through and I slotted it home. Did you? Wow. We've also got a lot in common that we've both played at Wembley and I think we've both been runners-up, haven't we? Because didn't you lose a League <coughs> Cup final and an FA Cup final there? I did. I won the the year before. I won the full members' cup, if you remember that. Chelsea did, against Chelsea, Man City. Yes. 5-4 and we yes. played the day before. We played at Southampton Did on the you? Saturday and Did played you? at Wembley on the Sunday. Man City played in the Manchester derby on the Saturday and played at Wembley against us on the Sunday. Amazing. You, you wouldn't allow no, it these days, would they? you couldn't allow it. So, and then the following year with Liverpool, yeah. lost to Arsenal in the League Cup final. Yeah. The first game that Ian Rush had scored in, uh, scored the, the first goal and then Liverpool lost the game. Is that right? Yeah, amazing. Rushy, what a player he was. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And then the following season, the uh, you know the, the <laughs> famous no, game against no. uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, Where Laurie Sanchez scored. Yeah, good mate of mine, Laurie. Go back a long way with him at Reading. Yeah. I was there. We were in the dressing room with him. Uh, afterwards and the team fantastic yeah. sorry to uh, remind you thanks but well, we'd won the league we'd won the league and everybody yeah. thought we were going to win the double we, we were such a good t- uh, team yeah um, Lady Di was uh, you know the uh, guest of honour that day yes and I had this I silly Gary Gillespie and I cl- clashed heads on the Monday night we played Luton at yes. Anfield because we had yeah. to finish the games before the FA Cup final because yeah. we, we'd had so many games and uh, I played centre back because Alan Hansen um, needed a rest uh, Kenny came to me and said uh, Spackers do you mind playing centre back give Jockey a rest ahead of the game at the weekend I said yeah. fine and then Gary Gillespie who was playing the other centre half we went for a high ball clashed heads both were in hospital overnight so yeah. it was a bad build up to the final Yeah, but uh, we both uh, were picked for the, the final uh, against Wimbledon and uh, Lady Di came out and we both got uh, the headbands I had a red and white one and Gary just had a plain white one Yeah, and she uh, she said to me um why are you wearing the headband? Like is everything all right? And I said, I said, well, uh, uh, Madam, uh, I forget Your what Highness I called her, whatever, yeah. her Highness. I said uh, I thought I was playing at Wimbledon, not against Wimbledon. <laughs> very good, very <laughs> but good. But she's a lovely lady. But unfortunately, we lost that game, and you know, Wimbledon yeah. credit to them, uh, and they made history, and you know everything that goes with it. And yeah. my my old mate John Aldridge obviously missed the penalties as well. My roommate and Dave. Besant saved that one. so Well, I'm sure we're going to bring that up in dispatches in later programmes because I was very close with those boys. It'd be lovely to bring a Wimbledon player in to no, remind you again. No, it won't. Well, I also played at Wembley. Um, so we got, you know, I, I played the 1997 Littlewoods Wembley Media Challenge Cup and like you, I was a runner-up. Um, but can I ask you something? This one may take you a bit by surprise. Mm. Have you beaten two Formula One drivers on the track? On the track? Yeah. No, I think I've Beat them up the M1, but not on a track. No. What track did you do that on then? Well, was it Scalectric? It was. 
Hey, many, many scale electrics. I was captain of the Formula One press team at the time because I was working for the European, and I was racing against uh, Martin Brundle. Yeah. And Mark Blundell. Yeah. And I won my particular race, and my colleague won his race, and we we um, we won the tournament. Sport as you've never heard it before. This is Nico and Spackers. First and foremost, I've got to say, what a super sporting summer we've had. I mean, going from the fact that Phil Neville's England Lionesses, they, they, did our, they did the country proud there. I must say, I wasn't too sure about women's football before the World Cup. I, I went to the first game. I was, did you? I, I was in Nice with my friend down Were there. Were you? My mate, my mate Andy Pearson, who lives down uh, between Monaco and Nice. Uh, he's captain of a big boat down there. And uh, he said, uh, you're coming over for a few days at the end of the season? I said, yes. And he said, I've got a couple of tickets for England against Scotland in the Nice oh. Stadium. And the... I went, I went there, but the game before that I went down there with was England against Iceland. Right. Oh, uh, sorry, yes. you remember that one. But yes. the, uh, I, I wanted to go and watch the women play, yes. see the standard, the yes. pace of it and everything. Good crowd, very hot day. And what do you think at that time? I, I thought England first half played very well. Yeah. Scotland were a little bit off the pace, and then Scotland mm. played very well second half. But I just thought at the end of the game, I just thought to... to Go all the way because England have been built up quite yes, a bit, yes. uh, which is fantastic. Um, we're going to have to improve, and I, th- I have to say, I thought that the the women improved game oh. after game. They got got better and better, got more yes. confidence in themselves as well. And uh, I think the future is very bright for the women's game in this country. Well, I've got to say, I think you're right because. Um, I've watched a lot of football over 46 years and I have to say the stand of the passing was exceptional they were tackling hard the formations looked good it's good goals the goal score the, the goalkeeping was excellent yeah. as well yeah. and I think probably America deserved to win it in the end um, I think overall they did a number on England in the final but Having said that, the quality of football wonderful and well done the Lionesses. yeah but you know the biggest thing for me was, the women got, as you said, they tackled, it was physical, they got knocked over, and they got up and yes. got on the game. There was no feigning of injury, rolling around. Oh, you mean the modern-day footballer? Uh, uh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I say, well, take you know, take, the men's game now needs to look and say, take a leaf out of the, the women's game, that they play fairly, that they're not trying to get a fellow professional sent off or booked or anything. Get hit, get up and get on with the game, as it used to be. Yeah. But I think maybe it's gone too far the other way now because uh, there's so much riding on it. But I think credit to the, the women, credit to Phil Neville, did a great job with them, and hopefully going forward now it'll get even better. Yeah. Well, after that, of course, I mean, what a sensational England World Cup cricket victory! Oh. I mean, I mean, you had the you had the Wimbledon at the same time, five hours. Yeah. You had the British Grand Prix. You got you know Lewis Hamilton uh, winning the British Grand Prix yet again. You've got the Wimbledon final, nearly wonderful final, and then you got the England, absolutely amazing. Then you got the England cricket. I mean, I have to say, I do like watching England cricket, but like you couldn't make it up. How that finished that match? No. I think one thing out of that, Nico, is, and I think Lewis Hamilton said it before the Grand Prix, saying, "How can you have the Grand Prix on at the same time as the Wimbledon men's final, 
uh, and then you've got the Cricket World Cup final going on at the same time. You know, okay, it's the it's the Open going on this week as yeah, well. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to spread it across the summer a little bit. And people have made big mistakes there because everybody wants to watch those, you know, really yeah. pinnacle of the careers of people in the World Cup cricket or Wimbledon finals or the British Grand Prix. Some Somewhere along the line, they've got to say, hold on, we need to spread well, this across because people pay good money to watch these events. They want to watch the top events. And also, all the players want people watching them in these events. Oh. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And the Wimbledon final going in that, you know, to to the fifth set yeah. and, and, and swinging this way and then the tie break for the time first time ever. and then the cricket still going on at the same time you're just flicking between and it, yeah. you know you just want to sit there and watch that and then later on watch that or next weekend watch that but credit yeah. to to everybody I thought uh, Jokovic uh, Djokovic was absolutely amazing he doesn't get the credit he deserves he's no. come back from that uh, uh, arm injury as well but Federer at his what, age nearly his 38 age. Yeah. Um, nearly your age um, Nearly my age, yeah. 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 But he's just amazing. Just goes on. I and love on his on. backhand. His backhand, you'd die for. Yeah. But the cricket, that. the cricket. Yeah. Um, but they didn't win. Well, they did win because in the, the, the umpires, umpires gave, gave it. To it him. But, yeah. but this I, is the sad <laughs> thing about it. That, that, that and I, all credit to New Zealand. Yep. I thought they were absolutely sensational during the match. Afterwards, mm. all credit to them. I've got a soft spot for them because my uh, sister lives in New Zealand. But. But, you know, well done them. But can you believe it? Uh, uh, somebody else has said, no, that shouldn't have been six runs. It should have been five runs. Yeah, but the you ball hit the back. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't change it after what's happened. But no. also, um, Stokes, uh, who hit his bat and went out, yes. tried to say, no, you, no. you know, don't give it. But you can't. Those are the rules of the game. Yeah. But also, when he fended it off just for the one and they run the one, where if he'd gone for two, maybe yeah. he could have won it. I think with a couple of balls to go and hadn't got the, yes. the, the, the bat, he would have had to slog it anyway. So He'd it could have been a, six on the last. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it might have still won it that way. But overall, I thought great sportsmanship from uh, the All Blacks, uh, you know, New Zealand and, and from, from England as well. And it was a, an amazing day. But yeah. I think the probably the cricket eclipsed everything on the day. Oh. Hamilton winning the Grand Prix was amazing. You yeah. know, the Wimbledon final again. But I think winning the World Cup in yeah. your own country fantastic credit we, to them all magic moments indeed and just think just around the corner now we've got the new football season <laughs> starting the story Crazy. of the summer has got to be Frank Lampard going back to Chelsea after one season at Derby you know let's face it and he is a real Chelsea legend isn't he the top scoring top scorer for Chelsea I think he's the uh, top scoring Premier League midfielder yeah. at all time a real legend uh, some people say you're a legend um, Spackers why is that I'm a legend in my own lunchtime. No. Yeah, I know that, but why? They, some good Chelsea fan of mine said, you're a real legend with the Chelsea fans. Do you know why that is? Um, I don't know. Did I score on my debut or what? No, no, no. Yeah, no. You clocked Martin Keon and knocked him out <laughs> and got sent oh, off. And got a standing and ovation. And I'll tell you what, yeah. you got a standing ovation. They love you for that. Can yeah. you believe it? He's a hooligan, folks. He's a hooligan. The only time I've ever got sent off and the only time I ever got banned uh, in professional football. Yeah. So I'd never got too many yellow cards to get a ban. Um, never had a red card, but unfortunately got the red card for punching Martin Keogh. And when I see him now, we have a laugh about it. Yeah. I didn't realise until uh, a couple of years ago when I spoke to him that he actually played in midfield that day to play against me. Did he? Because, to stop you? Yeah. because what, to stop your talent? Stop my talent, mate. <laughs> um, but I clonked him because uh, who was it? Bruce Riott was the manager. Uh, Dennis Burkamp, that yeah. was his first season. Yeah, yeah. But Glenn Hoddle was our manager, and we we beat Arsenal one 0 Ian Wright played as well. Yeah. My my great mate, uh, the late great uh, David Rowcastle, yeah. as well was was there with me when I got sent off. I went in the dressing room. He came in to see me. And the game was still going on, and I'm going, come on, let's hold on for the one nil. 
He's going, yeah, yeah. And then um, at the end of the game, apparently, it all went off in the tunnel. I think, uh, yeah, I think Graham Ricks kicked, kicked Martin Keown up the backside oh, and it all went off down the it. stairs and love everything. Love it. But the funny thing about this, I have to just briefly tell you, was yeah. I went, they used to have a players' bar then, yeah. obviously. And I went in the players' bar with David Rowcastle afterwards and went in there. It was very quiet because obviously I, Glenn comes in and says, What are you doing? You find two weeks' wages. I said, How can you find me two weeks' wages <laughs> for that? You know, it's Martin Keown. How can you find me? You should be paying me that. No, so it went, we went in the players' bar. And then Ian Wright comes in. And Wrighty uh, and Rocky are really, really good friends. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. And uh, I used to live in Windsor, and Rocky rented a house in the yeah. same sort of compound as me. And Wrighty used to come round on a Sunday and have a barbecue and a couple of beers and relax brilliant. and chat. And we'd end up playing Frustration. You know the game Frustration? Yes. Things like that. And he was so competitive, Ian Wright. And, you know, he couldn't get his six. He'd be bashing the thing. Great fun. So he comes in the players' bar afterwards, and he goes... Spackers, what are you doing? What do you hit Bob for? What do you hit Bob? And I went, what do you mean? Bob. What do you hit Bob for? What do you hit, what do you hit Bob for? And I go to Rocky. I go, Rocky, what's he on about? I said, I said, yeah. I said what are you on about, right? What do you hit Bob? I, he went, he went, Martin Keown. I went, what are you calling him Bob for? He said, everybody calls him Bob. Brain of Britain, Keown. Oh, love it. And that was so funny. That broke the ice then. Of course. But Martin didn't come in for a drink afterwards, obviously, in that. But it was a few years later I saw him. I was scouting for England for Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. Um, Excuse me? Scouting. Scouting for, for the World I did the the World Cup 98. Did uh, you? And then for for Kevin Keegan, I did uh, Euro 2000. So Martin was in the squad. I helped Kevin Keegan get the job for England, but I'll go into that okay, later. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, so you catch up with the boys, you have a bit yeah. of a laugh about it. And, and Martin now. Uh, obviously works for the BBC and I see him at BT Sport he's doing yeah. a great job that side of the game yeah, now he does. And, and he's a good yeah, talker he's d- doing very well he's a good talker so there you are so you're hooligan but yeah, anyway let's going back to Lamps he's there is he the right man for the job? Um, I think he is I have to say I was told a long time ago if Chelsea got the ban um, then Frank was most likely to get the job bringing obviously Jody Morris his great mate uh, along because Jody obviously went with Frank to Derby, but he did a great job with the uh, with the under sixteen, under seventy, under eighteens um, at Chelsea. He knows all the kids who are coming through. Yes, he does. They all respect him for the job he's done, and I think uh, Jody helped Frank with his badges. Yes, he used to come into Chelsea at the training ground to do his badges. So Frank then knew some of the youngsters because he was doing his sessions with the youngsters. So yeah. it just clicks, and I just think that you know. Uh, Maurizio Sarri who I feel has done a good job at Chelsea Yes, maybe didn't have the charisma or, or the you can't lose 4-0 at Bournemouth you can't get smacked at Man City no, like they did no but I think it's it's more the publicity side of the game you, you were talk, talking just now uh, you know about the image of uh, clubs the image of managers yes. this is what people look at you know and I think maybe that didn't fit with Chelsea Maurizio Sarri but if you look and say well he's finished in the top four and won the second European yes. competition it's a, it's a hard one for whoever comes in and say well can you match that this season Yeah. so exactly. Frank has got you know a, he knows he's a very clever young man well educated young man uh, Frank he knows what he wants he knows the way that he wants to play those players will be as fit as anybody because that's yeah. what he demands of himself. He'll demand of them. Um, but he'll want to try and do it in the right way. So yeah. I think it's the right appointment. I think along with Jody and promoting from within, a couple of the coaches from within, they know that a lot of those youngsters have got a chance of breaking yeah. into the Chelsea team this year. 
and I think that's good for the fans and that keep the fans on side. Frank will be given more time because he's Frank Lampard. The yeah. Chelsea fans love him, well, so I think it's a great fit. I think no, I think yeah. it's a great fit. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, I think Lambs is a great bloke. He he spoke at the Football Writers Dinner a few years ago, and he's so modest. He's so he's such a lovely family man as well. He's a lovely yeah, his bloke. Dad is pretty, yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure with Chelsea. What's going on now with Man City, Liverpool, and everything? And uh, you know, and the hazard warning lights are out. Eden Hazard. No, Hazard's gone. Yeah, well, I know that. The Hazard's gone. That's right. That's why he's gone. You've lost your best player. It, it, you know. I think this could work though. I, I just think that Eden Hazard has been brilliant at Chelsea. I think over the years he won two t- titles. I can say under Mourinho and Conte. Yeah. By himself, near enough. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't need to be derogatory to any of the other players, but he was the difference between the other teams. Yes. in Chelsea. He scored goals, assists last year. Yeah. Was his best. Uh, season for assists and goals. Yes, but everybody started just looking. If they're in problems, give it to Eden Hazard. Yeah. Give it to Eden Hazard. Now with him gone, other people have got to take that responsibility. And Chelsea have some really good young players, but they yeah. still have some very talented, experienced players as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi comes back in hopefully earlier than they expect. Well. I think he could be back maybe September, October time, which would give everybody a boost. Yeah. Um, but you've still got Willian, you've still got Pedro. Well, yeah. you, you have, you have. And you've got these other youngsters that could come in. And Padu. I, yes. I hope he doesn't go out on loan. There's talk that he's going to go out on loan. Right. I, I, I hope Frank keeps him because he can play at the back and he can play in midfield. And Ryan Giggs thinks he's one of the best youngsters he's ever worked with. That's marvellous. That is fantastic for the future. But you've got I'm a, thinking now, yeah. you know, you've got Man City, Liverpool, why ahead? I think of yep. everybody, you know, especially Liverpool, Champions League, Man City, another title, mm-hmm. and you've got to look at the rest now. And I think, I think, as much as it's great for Lampard to be there, I well, think so. It you're could trying be to say soon. that Frank Lampard needs to win the Premier League title this year? No, I'm not. But one of their players, uh, Louis was Louis was saying this week, mm-hmm. he's got to win. He's got to win because this Abramovich, eleven managers, he won't care about Lampard. I think this is the change of Chelsea. Yeah, I I seriously think this is the change. I think over the. Uh, Abramovich um, reign I think he's done absolutely brilliant he's been the best Chelsea signer of all time has been the owner right Chelsea would not have this silverware success no a, a, I agree with you an image throughout the world game yeah. um, if it wasn't for him so he's been their best signing ever yeah. um, I think he's chopped and changed but it's worked for them I think now with this transfer ban I think he's got to look at things differently I think he's got the right manager and coaching staff in place to take Chelsea forward and I think Frank Will be given time to build it. I don't. Think I hope so. I don't I think it's so. about this season. I think if you're if you're a businessman, as he is, a very uh, talented businessman as well, he respects Frank Lampard for his football ability. It's yeah. a big test because it's management, not just playing and looking after yourself. Um, but I just think that it's the right appointment, the right time, and some of these kids will be given time by Chelsea, where they've never been given time in the past because the manager. Whoever comes in, be it Conti, be it Mourinho, they want to go out and buy the top players yeah. because they're fearing for their job. Correct. Now, this time, there's no uh, transfer window for Frank. The only ones can go out. They can't come in. Yes. He's got to work with what he's got. And I think it might be one of those seasons where you get a few youngsters like Mason Mount, who comes yes. through, yes. who looks a very talented young player. Um, the striker from Bristol City and... Um well, well uh, uh, Tammy Abraham, Tammy will, he, Abraham will, yes. will he start? I think Giroud will probably start up top and Batshuayi and him will, yeah. will well, maybe Abraham's give been waiting t- for his chance for ages. Yeah. But you've got, to take, you've got to take it and it's a big jump from the championship 
to uh, trying to get into a Champions League place yes. in the Premier League is a massive jump, especially for strikers. That's what I fear for them because they can't really afford to lose what three games in the season. You've got well, to be well, on it. Well, they can because they're not going to be fighting to be in the top two. No. The top two for me will be Man City, Liverpool. Yeah. They'll be the two. They're, they're way they're ahead. Far as they away. So away, yeah. it's the it, you for me. You can't tell who's going to finish third and fourth. There's such, you know, Man United, are they buying the right right players? Have they got the right manager? Have yeah. they got the right coach? Tottenham, Can you control them? Stadium, Pogba, is he going to stay or not? Correct. It's all these things going in. So Chelsea yeah. will be in the mix for yeah. that. Arsenal, I'm not sure. No. They, they need to bring some players in, but have they got the money? Yeah. But So Chelsea will be in the mix, I think, for third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, and if Chelsea do that under Frank Lampard and they're in the oh, Champions fantastic. League again. yeah. You say that's a great job in yeah. the circumstances. Well, then, the, then once the transfer window opens in a year's time, yes, then that's when the real job starts for Frank, and he's got to sign the right players and mould them with the younger players and take Chelsea on to compete with the likes of Liverpool and Man City. Yeah, as I said earlier, we got a fascinating interview with Chris Wilder. Uh, it's taken Chris seventeen years to get <laughs> to the Premier League. Yeah. And it's taken Lamps less than the season with Derby. He's got some very interesting things to say about that. As much as he gives credit to Lampard, very interesting. And uh, let's just have a listen to that. Chris, this is a great moment for me because I first spoke to you when you were manager of Halifax Town yeah. Yeah. in the conference. And here you are, just days away from being a Premier League boss. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, incredible. The journey's a brilliant one. I'm, I'm proud of the journey and I think it's a really interesting one as well. You know... Um, the, uh, especially in that, in that in that big old league, that top division is uh, there's a lot of stories, uh, but the majority of them are you know uh, these top class managers and and sort of their backgrounds and, and minds are just a little bit different to to, uh, to the majority of the uh, the guys who are managing the prem. Yeah, you've done the hard yards, you really have. I've looked it up. Five promotions in 17 years, you've got. But you started off at uh, Atherton Town. Alpherton Town, sorry. Yeah. Um, you got, what is it, four trophies in 27 weeks there, and you've just gone on and on, and you've had five promotions. I was playing manager there. I was playing oh, manager. you weren't? Yeah, I was, you weren't. I was taking free kicks, corners, penalties. And winning trophies. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy, this game, isn't it? That's what I'm thinking after that. We won, we won, yeah, we won four. I mean, it was a brilliant, brilliant start for me. As, yeah. uh, as I said, I finished. You know, I had a, had a bang average playing career. Uh, but... And, and possibly should have done better than what I, what I did with maybe the uh, the talent that I had, but possibly didn't apply myself as as uh, as, uh, as as much as I should have done. Um, but certainly when um, when I went into the sort of the coaching and the managerial career, um, wanted to make sure that uh, I got the maximum out of it. Yeah. So uh, that was a that was a big start for me because um, uh, and I always will be grateful for. For the chance that I had, uh, because I'd just finished finished playing, I retired with a back injury, and um, I needed to get myself going. And um, I was I was offered that that job, player manager job, and obviously, as I said, with the stats, got off to to a great start. But it was a it was a it was a fabulous little club, and and there then the, the sort of the first things in terms of you know the managerial career started yeah did you ever think you'd be a premier league gaffer nah, then no nah, I, I mean i've been asked that question you know when i was a when i was a you know of what i was watching sheffield united as a, as a kid would you ever think that you were a manager of course you wouldn't because no. first and foremost you wanted to be a professional footballer which i managed to do and managed to play for the team that i supported as a kid um so that was you know uh, uh two boxes 
critiqued after a disappointment. I was at Southampton as a kid and, and didn't manage to, to make the grade there, but um, managed to get myself back up back up the road, back home and, and, and kickstart my career. Uh, but yeah, I, I always think you don't look too far ahead. So no. you know, first and foremost was you know, kind of, kind of keep hold of my job at Alfred and Town, really, yeah. uh, in in Long League. That was the first. That was the first challenge, and uh, I managed. Yeah, managed to do that. Well, you went to Oxford again, and you went promotion via the playoffs yeah. at Wembley. I was there to see yeah. you. I think I was your good luck charm. Yeah. You went to Northampton, won the promotion. I think with uh, ninety nine points, yeah. which was fantastic. Sheffield United two promotions. It's easy this game, isn't it? I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I think obviously you've missed. Not not that you've deliberately missed no. it out. I had a I had a big chunk of of my early education at, at Halifax Town, and, yeah. which was which was amazing, really. And you know, I, I, as I said, I've never I never changed I'd changed that. I'd never changed that. The experiences that I went through in yes. terms of how it's how it shaped shaped my, my managerial career. You know, yeah. some of the, Graham, honestly, some of the stuff. That we had to we had to put with and and uh, an honest football club um, supporters wise just wanted their team to survive really and yeah. get a team out on a Saturday and a Tuesday night uh, directors that had put hard and cash into it keeping it afloat um, yeah. and staff and players that that uh, that wanted to be footballers and wanted to be managers and yeah. you know, some of the experiences that we had up there is uh, incredible you know. Uh, uh, and good uh, in terms of moulding a group together. That yeah. you know, we went, we got through against all odds to uh, to the conference playoff final yeah. and, and and got done against Eriford. Shouldn't have been anywhere near it. Um, and then then just the continual struggle, but fabulous experiences no. that you know I I you know certainly are, are drivers for me now as a as, as a manager sitting here as. Premier League yeah I didn't mention it only because you didn't get promotion there and I'm trying to build you up Chris for the start of the new season all right I'm trying to I I know what you're doing you're trying to you know you're trying to boost my ego and 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 rub me out a bit to give me confidence because when we get beaten in in the first four games of the season well listen mate I might might be down there at Dean Court watching your first game mate I remember when I was talking to you first you used to say you live in a posh area down there weren't you taking a mic it's beautiful down there though hold on you're changing your chair now it's fabulous because you want people that, now you're coming down you bring your team down Dean Court yeah a great first game I've got an awful lot of respect for Eddie and Jason Tyndall you know it was a, it's a good little story from from uh, from the first year at Sheffield United um, you know we uh, second year pre-season we just got up into the championship and Bournemouth were doing pre-season at the same um, same training camp great. as us at, uh, in, in Marbella so um you still look round and Ariata and uh, keep saying it. It's a bit of a, an old story of mine. Uh, you know Simon Francis, Charlie Daniels, boys that have played with them in in uh, in, uh, in League One yeah. were playing in the Premier League. So great inspiration for the for the likes of our, our players that yes. you can do. And there's no reason not why mm-hmm. we can't. And uh, and they have done. And I think you know people talk about my story, but the story of some of the players who've who've been on the journey when we first got into the football club in League One. Are, Going to find themselves playing playing at Anfield yeah. and, and at Bournemouth as well, you yeah. know, and all, all these clubs. So um, they've done it in a in, in in a fantastic way. Teamwork, a lot of lot of uh, good work on the training ground, and uh, yeah. exceptional results that have 
established themselves in 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 the Premier League, and what? you know where they've they've come from, Graham, yeah. more than anybody. They're on you know, the way out of football right, league ten years ago. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, I think when I was we were at Berry when myself and Alan were at Berry, we 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 played them then the, that that year where I think Jimmy Quinn was a manager yeah. as well, and yeah. they were they were heading out. They, out, they were out, they had seventeen out. points deduction, I think it was incredible. So I think it just shows you, like I said, inspiration that you know um, hard work, work on the training ground. Bit of team spirit, bit of knowledge, yeah. uh, bringing it all together. You know, you can you can turn things around. And great, uh, great story there down there. And uh, but tough, tough first game. It is it is quite funny when people talk to talk to us and say, well, you've avoided, you've avoided Chelsea, you've avoided Man U, you've avoided Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, and you go, yeah, Bournemouth, you know. <laughs> how, how well they've done, you know. I think they beat Chelsea last year four 0 at I home, did. like so. They did, uh, and all the other results that they've had down there. Yeah. So, but it, it's going to be brilliant, brilliant experience, and some of that, you know, we're gonna. We talk to the players at the back end of the season. You know, if you do manage to pull this off, you know, you're gonna have life changing experiences yes. next year, and uh, yeah. and certainly that's getting closer by the day. Well, it is. Do you have to pinch yourself still? I think you no, just you just you just being disrespectful. No, but, I, I, I mean, I where you've come from. Yeah, I get that, but you know, as I said, I'm proud of the journey. Some players, some managers do it differently, and I, yeah. and I get that. I've just seen Frank get get the Chelsea job, and yeah, I've, no issue with that at all. You know, a world class footballer, yeah, uh, an absolute legend at, at, at Chelsea, and the timing has been obviously fantastic for him. Went to Derby, and did a great job, first year. So different stories. Yeah. I think just make just the makeup of of football and the fantastic world we're in. That my story, there's Frank Lampard, England national, yeah. a year. Um, yeah, totally me, different, isn't and it? And there's me slugging me bollocks off for seventeen years <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. to get where we want to be. See so. that silver spoon you had in your mouth? Yeah, snakes, snakes and ladders, isn't it? Isn't snakes it? and ladders. But hey. no, nah, I've, I've so now we've got respect for every manager that's uh, yeah. that, that's working because it is it is such well, a tough gig. Well, I make it. I'm, I work it out now. About seven British managers in the Premier League. Now, this is unheard of. Yeah. This is unheard of because yeah. you think about it. Um, Let's hope there's seven there at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. yeah, I know. But, but you're one of them. Seven, mate. Yeah. One of twenty managers. You know, Premier League. No, brilliant. Yeah, yeah brilliant for everybody. As I said, I'm 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 the figurehead of this football club, and there has to be one, but. I think, as you said, you've seen walking through the door, the atmosphere, yeah. the, the togetherness of the, of the of the staff, the the atmosphere around the place, yeah. just what we've cultivated and tried to work on and uh, and managed to get into a, a good place. And and those boys, you know, have, have done an awful amount of work to push yeah. us. Yeah. You know, the players have been enough, you know, enormous respect to what they've done and and how they've gone about the business. But the staff as well, they've just they're just selfless, tireless, and yeah. you know, I think people. See the the interviews or whatever, but away from the lights is an awful lot of, of, of work that goes into to, to, to what we've done over the last three years. Yeah, are you going to change? You're going to still be this nice guy that I always used to know, or are you going to start getting a bit posh now? No, not at all. No, no. no. You're going to start speaking a bit more posh. Suits. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I think I've already uh, got myself into a bit of trouble with a, with an interview I did last week by mentioning something. So, <laughs> uh, listen, it is what it is, and yeah. uh, you can. I don't think you can change. You I'm can't not gonna, change. I'm mate. not. I'm not going to change. Still, the old tracksuit will be on the old sideline, and the old trainers yeah. might get a brand new pair of trainers. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. So I'm. I'm tapping the the kit man up for for that, but that might have to go through uh, 
through all the process of somebody <laughs> signing a pair of trainers off for me. Yeah. If not, it's the ones that the, the, the ones lucky that, ones. Ones that have done us uh, done us proud last year. Yeah. Are you approaching this season any different than the, any other? Uh, we've got to we've got to play smarter. We've got all up our game. Myself, all, yeah. all, all, all the staff, uh, and all the players. We have to up our game. Expectation level is going to be different. We've won an enormous amount of games over the last three years. We're used to winning, so we have to deal with that. We're going to, we're going to have to get used to losing games of football. But yes. I think we're going to be compet. Well, we're not going to change the way we approach no. approach it. We might alter. We might tinker. We might adjust. We have to do that. I think that's just being bright and smart. We have to play smarter. But yeah. I think if we took a wrecking ball to what we've tried to do in the last three years, yeah. it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be pretty silly. Uh, players aren't used to that, so we'll drive the players forward. We're obviously yeah. in a uh, in a situation where we have to improve the squad, which we're trying to. Um, but that's a difficult one, you yeah. know. We've just broken our transfer record. It was three point seven five million. Now it's a touch <laughs> over four. No. Yeah. So um, and then no. you see likes of. You know, teams in, in, in the championship paying eight million for, yeah. for centre halves and stuff like that. It just just shows you how competitive it is. But we're gonna go go about it our, our, our way. we we feel we're a good club to join and uh and I think you know, I think what's happened over the last two or three years is that especially with the publicity side of it and yeah. the coverage that the, the, the championship gets in the way we've 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 done it is 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 quite a refreshing one as well. Well it is. Now Spackers he had a managerial career. wasn't probably as good as yours. I mean, I think he spent one season here at Sheffield United. Uh, I've got to say that it was an outstanding season. That I think that uh, no, he had to sell, he had to sell to uh, Dean, Brian yeah, Dean, Dean. He sold Jan and, 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 Jan. and, and Brian. I think yeah. you know, in, in uh, just before transfer deadline day, um, they would have gone up because that was this this club is is is, uh, is boom and bust. We're either absolutely fantastic or we're we're, we're terrible. It's one minute it's the Premier League, next minute you know we 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 we're struggling to to get out of uh, Division Four. Yeah. And I think we all, being Sheffield United supporters, we all recognise that that it's not a glory hunting football club. No. You know you have you have these periods in your history where, uh, you know it, it goes well for them, and all of a sudden bang and it'll yeah. go crashing down. And that I you know watched watched a lot of that team and it was it was possibly, from a footballing point of view, um, that's been one of the best sides that this this really? this football club's ever 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 put together and obviously Nigel was was uh, was the manager at the time he had some really good players had some good young players Wayne Quinn uh, left wing back some you know fabulous players a couple of the Greek boys I think at the time were here right Va- Bokis and tried the last who, who ended up winning uh winning a, a, a European championship for for Greece and obviously they had a lot of good players but the way they played no disrespect, they weren't used to that type of football. No. You know, it'd been quite, quite pragmatic style. And Nigel came in, and he'll uh, um, be listening to this one. He obviously. Backers, I've got to say, <laughs> I didn't prime him for oh, this. No, backers, no, no. I thought you were shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. but he's just giving you a fantastic yeah. glowing CV no, glowing. there, no, Spackers. As a supporter, because I, you know, oh. I've been a supporter watching watching the team from afar when I was, as you said, you know. Uh, Waiting for the bus to turn up at Halifax and it never turned up. <laughs> and we had to get caster games and then Sheffield United playing this fabulous football under Nigel. But like I said, he had the he had the rug pulled under him and yeah. uh, they'd have gone up without a shadow of a doubt. How yeah. can you sell your best two players well, you can't, can in you? March when you're going for a promotion? No, 
No. And that's, that's Sheffield United. This is Shooting from the Lip. I mean, this is the city of Steel. You're a man of Steel, really, because you've had to fight from the bottoms up sort of thing, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, that's going to stand you, hopefully, in good stead for this season. Well, I think just going back to the background that I've had as a player, you know, tough uh, apprenticeship uh, and young pro at Southampton and getting released, so... You know, we've had we right away through my career, and whether it's a player or a manager, we've had to overcome hurdles and had disappointments. I think, you know, it's not to talk about. You know, it's not yeah. winning, winning European cups, winning you know Champions League every other year, and playing for England. You know, ninety-five times and winning Premier League every every other year and FA cups this and the other. You know, and credit to the guys that do that, a fabulous achievement. But there's a there's an old other story away from that that managers are. Are fighting day in day out to keep hold of the jobs and to organise and to, to get over hurdles and and to deal with failure and disappointment, yeah. which is certainly something that I've had to, I've, I've had to do, and why and why, quite uh, obviously, um, we do enjoy uh, and, and maximise when we when we win and uh, and when we achieve. Yeah, as seen in in the celebrations at the end of the season, oh. I think that's that's really important. It's important for me and my staff and the players because, as I said, you know. You're in the game a long time. I've been in the game since I was 16 to 51 now, so it's a big number. Uh, and the players, they have to grab that opportunity when that door opens. Yeah. And I think that's what I've, the awful amount of respect I've got for the players at the end of the season when the pressure was on. They produced unbelievable performances and results. Last eight, eight games of the season, pressure time, yes. you know, two yes. points a win uh, to get us up, and they yeah. achieved that. And, you know, you saw the other teams around us you know, how, how they sort of, you know, uh, got affected by that and our boys just tunnel vision, straightforward and, and, and achieve promotion. Yeah, we were talking about um, Spacker's had to sell Dean and, mm. and whatever. You, I mean, you sold David Brooks, didn't you, last season? Uh, he's had a fantastic season at yeah, Portland, 10, down. 10 yeah. million. Yeah. Um, he's had a wonderful season Brilliant. down there. Brilliant. Um, but you still went up. Yeah, great club to, to sign for. You know, I think it was important that he went to the right club. Yeah. We got a decent fee for him. Yeah. We had to reinvest that fee, so yeah. I we had to make a decision. David obviously wanted to go down there, you know, from a financial point of view. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a tremendous move for him. Yeah. Um, and from a football club to go to the like the likes of Eddie and Jason and, yeah. and Bournemouth to play football like that. He 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 slotted in straight it away. A, it was a great fit, and I think that's that's really good. That's fantastic recruitment. I mean, Bournemouth paying twelve million. You, you know, yeah. like we talked about, you know. Ten years ago, or or, yeah. or eight years ago, they, they somebody was saying Bournemouth for paying twenty four million. You couldn't now, believe it. You uh, could you couldn't make it up. When they're in the Premier League and and the ground and yeah. and all the players that they've got, no, you, could, you couldn't make it up. But that's what happens at football. That's how quickly it can can change. But I said an enormous amount of credit to to their recruitment as well. It's not lazy recruitment. No. They've looked and watched. And Brooksy, to be fair to him, didn't really play an awful amount for well, us. I think it was thirteen games. Yeah, so, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, he he. He'd, uh, He'd come in and he was part of a group. Um, we were expecting him to play a lot more, and we were, we were, were going to build a little bit around him. Uh, but this chance came for him, and I couldn't deny him that that opportunity as well. No, no. To, to go and play in the Premier League, and he'd, he'd suffered disappointment. You know, he'd get let go by Man City as a kid, and yeah. come here and had to do it the hard way. Yeah. We saw a little bit in him and got him up, up with the first team, and being involved with the first team and training with the first team, and. And the coaches have sort of moved him on and moved him forward, and then the next step yeah. was 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 Bournemouth and a, and a great one. And now maybe they won't like me saying it, but maybe there's another step in there for him oh, as well. 
he's been linked for a lot of the team yeah. down there. He's been linked to various yeah. people. Um, I mean, he's a class player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he'll be uh, he'll be receiving a, a a nice welcome as well when when we play him. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get him cards and flowers. You're not. No. <laughs> when Did, we see. Well, aren't you going to thank him? Because you must have got a bonus for selling him for twelve million. Did you buy? Oh, that, me. Did you buy that T-shirt on that bonus you <laughs> got? Seen Look this? at it. That T-shirt. Have you seen this outlet, Calvin Klein outlet. <laughs> Free for, uh, free for two, I think. Well, I get like all that. my shirts in America. And obviously... Yeah. Free uh, for not, two, is it? It's not seen an iron as well. <laughs> so, I can blame It's a wonderful on, white T-shirt. I, I can blame somebody This is what happens when you get into the Premier League. This is how, this is how good you... I need to you, stick an iron on you, that, you, don't you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can be. Um, yourself, how do you feel personally you can cope with the pressures of a Premier League season. After what you've been through down the other end of the scale, I, I suppose it's... it's well, like I said, you well, know, not getting paid and, you know, going to going to uh, petrol stations and putting your, putting your card in the machine and, and it getting declined and coaches not turned off or turned up and getting booted off training grounds and not getting paid for three or four months. You know, well, I mean, yeah, of course, it's different, different types of pressures and media obviously one and scrutiny that that you're yeah. under but gotta enjoy it you've got to enjoy it gotta embrace it gotta mm-hmm. enjoy it and uh and if it if it lasts for one season we you know we don't want it to last for one season no. if it is we're going to get the maximum out of it uh, but we, we're confident that we can upset a few people and make bramall lane that fortress that we have done over the last two two or three years key. which is important that, that is very key really important um our supporters will be with us even more this year yeah because they, they're not daft they're they they live in the real world. You live. You have to do it round here. I think that's why you know I get on well, and we've won games. I get that, but I speak the same language as them. Yeah. Well, they uh, know. You know. And you're not like Chelsea, have managers or whatever. No, I'm not spinning your anything. In there. Yeah, I'm not spinning anything. I can't. Why can I? You know, I, I can't say something and then, you know, uh, you know, later on this afternoon when I go go and have a beer somewhere and my pals are in there and and same different story to them. So. It has to, has to be said as it is, and that's how I always said that I'd walk through the front door, especially at this football club, and, and walk out the front door, and uh, so they'll understand the, the task ahead for us, and they'll they'll recognise how what part they have to play, and they're going to make hopefully make it uncomfortable for a lot of teams who are, who come to Bramall Lane this year. Brilliant. Well, it's a pleasure really to be here. So having spoken to you down at the Halifaxes this week, yeah. to see you here, mate. I don't know how you've done it, but I've got to say, well done, mate. No, it's, um, no neither do I. <laughs> it just, uh, I think, like I said, it's, uh, sometimes, you know, a little bit little bit of knowledge and sometimes a little bit of luck, so I'm, I'm delighted where we are and uh, I've got to enjoy it, but it's been been a great ride and hopefully it's, uh, there's another couple of interviews in uh, between myself and you going forward. I'd love to do that. On iTunes, Spotify and everywhere. This is Shooting From The Lift. And also the latest uh, latest manager Spackett um, is Steve Bruce, and he's walked into a firestorm at Newcastle. There's already hashtags Bruce out. Yep. That's so unfair, isn't it? Well, it is, but that's just the state of the game at Newcastle at the moment. But I'm reading in the press that he's going to be given 90 million to spend. If that's so, 
how can you let Rafa Benitez walk out the door and go off to uh, China where the fans loved him? If you gave him the money to spend, maybe you'd move forward that way. So your manager goes um, and then you bring in Steve Bruce in. But some of the stuff in the papers saying that he wasn't even on the list of the uh, of the managers they were looking and that nobody wanted the job and they've given it to Steve Bruce. Uh, Steve Bruce... Uh, you know, he's done the rounds football, football-wise. I think he's he's done well at certain clubs as well. But Newcastle is the club he supported as a boy, where he grew up. Give him a chance, supporters. You, you don't want to get rid of another manager. What you need to do is get behind the manager, who's Steve Bruce. Get behind the players. And if you want Mike Ashley out, you just keep demonstrating against him. But get behind the team. Get behind your manager. Because that's yeah. the only way you're going to be a little bit successful. You must stay in the Premier League. Newcastle United are too big to go down again. And the only way they're going to stay up is by supporting the manager. You might not like it. You might not think he's the manager for the job after Rafa Benitez. But... That's the decision that's been made. Get behind your manager and your players. Yeah, but like Wilder, his heart's in the club. He's Absolutely. a fan. His yeah. heart's in the club. You want to see Wilder on the touchline. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, Chris Wilder's done a great job, but he's done it and brought them up. Yes. He's got that team together, the club together. He's got the fans behind him because that's what it's like at Bramall Lane. You get the fans behind you. It's a great club. I know that from my experience there. Yeah. Uh, didn't still, last long, did you, mate? No, I, I lasted nine months, but I had a great time. And as manager, it was only nine months. I had a season under Howard uh, yeah. before that. But Sheffield United seemed to attract very odd owners. We're talking about Newcastle United. Over the history of Sheffield United, you look at some of the owners of that club and how they've sort of taken money out of the club, how they've not invested at the right time. Um, hopefully there's a little bit of stability there now, but I'm not so sure. And Chris has got to deal with that this season. You know, the fans aren't silly at Bramwell Lane. The expectations are high, but they're not silly. If Sheffield United stay up, it will be a fantastic achievement for Chris mm. and for the club. Uh, and then they can hopefully build from there. But you also need behind you as a manager, honest people running the club that believe in you and will give you the tools to take the club forward. Yeah. And I'm not so sure he's got that at the moment. Do you know what, Spackers? Yeah. I didn't think I'd say this, but I've quite enjoyed speaking to you. I didn't think you'd be as fun as you are. What, funny looking? Yeah, yeah. But no, next week we're going to be taking an in-depth look at the new Premier League season and also at your old club Liverpool, who must be on a high after the Champions League victory and well done them. And I think we might well be joined by one of your old Anvil teammates. Yeah, I'm sure I can get somebody on who can talk more sense than me and you. Yeah. Make it a good show. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the Liverpool club now... Uh, looking after the past players, the ex-players, is so good now for the hospitality side of it, the television side of it. Lots of ex-players going to Liverpool these days. It's brilliant meeting up with all the old guys and there's some really top guys who hopefully come on the programme. But you're only saying that because you're getting paid by them. Well, I'm not getting paid by you, so I need somebody to pay me, don't I, to keep the, you know, the wolf from the doors, as they say. Fair comment. I've said, Nico, it's been a really enjoyable couple of minutes, well, maybe an hour, talking to you mate that's the end of the first episode shooting from the lip we'll be back next week shooting from the lip